Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Saturday morning, weather could be a little iffy today, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because it's always sunny in Philadelphia, even though the Phillies are just, again, show their brutal. But today is not a Phillies day. I mean, if somebody wants to talk about them, I'm okay with it, but it's you can't win when you when you get nine hits in the last two days. They won one game, one nothing, then they lost last night to Arizona. It's just... It's bad, but we know it's bad, so why even complain about it? It as it as the saying goes, it is what it is. But there's so many other things to talk about. And obviously on the top of that list is the reports and uh there are discussions going on, so there's no question those reports are true, but I'm sure there's other teams talking to Boston Celtics uh, besides the 76ers for that number 1 pick. Uh, I don't think the Lakers are overly excited about Lonzo Ball, so they're trying to trade in the number one. They may not have as much as the Sixers but uh, to offer, but I'm sure, uh, and maybe the Celtics don't need the second pick if who they want is really Josh Jackson, who I was told uh, worked out for the Sixers yesterday. The Sixers... Uh, Brian Colangelo and Brett Brown went to Sacramento uh, to work out Josh Jackson. Uh, so, uh, obviously the Sixers are chucking everything, but there's kind of indications that the Celtics would get what they want at number three. Now, I don't know that it would be good for them to trade Foles because I don't know that Isaiah Thomas is going to be there in a year. He's got a contract coming up, and obviously he's going to want the max. And can you pay Isaiah Thomas $40 million a year plus, $40 million plus a year? That's what the max is now for five years. I don't know. I don't know that you can do that. As good as he's played for him, and he's been terrific. I, I don't know if if that would be your future. So the Celtics would have to get a lot. Uh, obviously, Jimmy Butler would help them, and that's part of this three-way deal with the Sixers, and the Sixers giving up multiple picks. But what does Chicago get out of this? And they got to get, and to include Okafor in the deal, I like any deal that has Okafor in it, just to give somebody stupid enough to take him because he just, he's just brutal. I know the Celtics had interest, but they never wanted to give you anything. And as I said uh I guess I was on with uh, John Marks this week. I was on with somebody uh, and talked about the fact that Sixers are trying hard to get rid of at least three of those second-round picks. Having all those second-round picks, which was the mastermind of the the former idiot uh, running this thing, the Ponzi scheme master, having all they have five second-round picks this year and five next year. There's not enough room to have all those players on your roster, so it makes no sense, and you wouldn't know 
who to keep and who not to keep when you when you because they they wouldn't fit on the roster, so you couldn't play them and then have a guy develop into something. They're trying desperately to find somebody to take at least three of those five picks this year because they got five more of them next year in the second round. He cornered the market on the second round, which is which is only a burden more than anything else. Because if you got to move into the first round, it would be the end of the first round. But the problem that creates for the Sixers, when you take a pick at the end of the first round, it's a guaranteed contract. And they're going to have all these contracts coming up, and you don't want any more guaranteed contracts. So there is a negative to having all these players. They all come up for contracts, one after another, and some at the same time. So, But the trade, uh, I'm sure the people... The fans would like to see this trade uh, to get Foles, who's clearly the best player in the draft. The Sixers will work out uh, De'Aaron Fox today uh, over at their facility. And then uh, uh, Foles, they have to see or work out Foles, one of the two. Uh, I don't know uh, if the Sixers would go to see him. But it's more likely that he would come here because if he was already in Boston, it's pretty it's easy enough to get here. Whether they open that to the media and they've opened up everything else would be interesting. But the one thing to remember with these with trade talks that come up, we're still what five six days away from the draft, and the Celtics want to maximize whatever they get and they want everybody to join into the party. So the fact that this is out there, and it wouldn't shock me that somebody from the Celtics leaked this, because that gets everybody understanding, not that they don't already know, because teams, all teams call all the teams. The Sixers talking to the teams in front of them. They're talking to the teams behind them in case they trade back. There's a lot of different things that could happen. And the, 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 the trade, the reported trade, and there's obviously smoke there because they are talking to the Celtics. Uh, the reported trade is is not going to happen today or tomorrow. I wouldn't think because there's still a lot of things that have to be that have to be worked out. Uh, and the Celtics want to wait to see if anybody else jumps into the party because they want to get everybody to jump into the party. Uh, they apparently want Josh Jackson, so that limits the people in the party. But who knows who the the third team is, and again, what do the Bulls get out of this for Jimmy Butler? And Danny Ainge is a smart guy. That's the one thing that you have to understand there. He's just not going to give give him away. So, uh, yeah, obviously, uh, you've had thoughts about this since uh, you've heard about it yesterday. You'll have more thoughts about it this morning. And it's clear uh, that there is smoke. But how much fire, we'll have to wait and see. Again, I would say it's unlikely that these trades happen this far uh, in front before the draft. So we'll see how that, we'll see how that plays out uh, a little bit. But to see what you think about how it plays out as well. So we can talk about that. I saw the workout of uh, Malik Monk the other day. Now, these workouts are, are, are wonderful. And the teams, it's more for the teams to talk to the player and get a feel for the for, for the person. <clears throat> and I'm sure, like everybody else, they do background checks, and I don't think there's anything bad about 
the guys that are at the top of the draft other than, I mean, you know what's bad about Lonzo Ball, and it's not him, it's his father. But that's another scenario that could possibly happen if no trade happens. But I saw Malik Monk, and honestly, I was not impressed. But he's not a top three pick. The only way that the Sixers could get involved with Monk is if they get the three and they want to trade back and get more multiple picks, which I don't think would please the fans. But Malik Monk, uh, it just uh, he didn't shoot it that well. Uh, and just to watch him play with a bunch of coaches doesn't impress me at all. But he did not shoot it that well. And he said the three-point shot in the NBA is different because you need more of your legs, so he's got to get used to that. But if he can shoot the two, he can learn to shoot the three. But I wouldn't say what I saw the other day is a reason the Sixers would say, oh, this guy uh, could play with us. I, I, I wasn't impressed by what I saw. Now, today, De'Aaron Fox, and I'm going to stop over there for a little while to watch De'Aaron Fox to see uh, what his workout looks like. But I might even periscope that today, uh, but if people want to watch it. But I, I don't know what you can even tell from the workouts. I don't even know what you can tell from the workouts because you, you should be able to know what, what, he, what he can do by scouting him all year, and I'm sure he's been scouted all year uh, by a lot of people. So, And the other scenario that I think really has a possibility of happening is I – I don't think Lonzo Ball is a lock. You know, it's the odds are that that the Lakers would take him at two, but I don't think he's a lock. I don't think he's a lock at number two. So if that's the case, and if he falls to number three, and I'm the Sixers, I do not take him. I do not want him. Uh, I just don't think he fits with Ben Simmons. I think both guys have to have the ball. I think De'Aaron Fox could adapt to not having the ball as much if you want Ben Simmons to handle it more. But let's face reality. Ben Simmons is not, not a point guard. Is not. And I've had NBA people, uh, I think two, I would say, let's say two well-respected NBA uh, coaches, uh, former coaches, uh, Larry Brown, you may dislike him, but he's he really is a sharp basketball guy. And on my and he's he's on my podcast, the Howard Eskin podcast, available on tight uh, on iTunes. And this week, Billy Cunningham's on there, and he said the same thing that that Ben Simmons is not a point guard. He's just not a point guard. Uh, Billy talked about a lot of other things and what he would do at number three, and he mentioned that uh, on the podcast. But if Lonzo Ball is there at three, I, if it was me, would not take him. That would be me. All right. Some other things we can uh, talk about today. LeBron James just won't go away. Uh, When the finals were over, he said he was going underground. Well, it was interesting how he went underground. He posted a picture on Instagram of him shaving his, well, he's losing all his hair anyway, so he shaved his head. So he posted that picture, and then he goes and does a podcast uh, and try to clean up what he said after the, after the final, after they lost in five games and they got smoked in five games. 
And I hear people say, well, it wasn't his fault. <clears throat> no, it wasn't. But it is his fault because he put that Cleveland team together. So it is his fault. You want to blame somebody, you can blame him as much as anybody else. <clears throat> but he said after the series was over in the news conference, asked him about, the question was basically about playing on super teams and does he think that's good or not good? But his response was, uh, I haven't, I've never played on a super team. Well, you put together one in Miami, or you tried to. You put together one in Miami, so that's a lot of BS. And then, and then he says in the same, in the same breath, when he says, I haven't played for two super teams, he said, well, the Cavaliers are a super team. You know, so he tried to couch it by not dissing his team because he's the one that put it together. But he said he never played for super teams. Well, that's exactly what he's done. And he does it whenever he gets tired of one place and he wants to try to win another place. And he's never happy with just going and playing for a team. He's got to be the center of attention. But then the guy that said he was going underground, so you weren't going to hear from him, he posts a picture on Instagram and then he does a podcast to try to basically clarify his super team comment and tries to point out all the other teams that he thinks were super teams. But the difference is they were put together the right way, these other teams. He talked about uh, Lakers teams. He talked about Celtics teams. Uh, I forget what other teams he talked about being super teams. But, but they didn't. Just there wasn't one player that just put these all these guys and guys didn't work out the contract to all of a sudden come to the same team together. It was they were teams that put themselves together through a draft. And listen, I didn't think uh, Kevin Durant going to Golden State uh, showed me a lot from Kevin Durant, but the reality is he didn't put a super team together. He went to a, a really really good team. And I still think they would have won the championship, not as easily, without Kevin Durant. But the reality is Golden State put that team together the right way through the draft, didn't tank, didn't have top five picks. None of those players that they had before Durant got there were top five picks. They did a good job with Steph Curry. They did a good job with Klay Thompson. And they obviously struck it rich with a second-round pick in Draymond Green, and they did it the right way. So LeBron, he can't get at LeBron James is a great player. I get all that. And I understand all that. He's a great player. But he's so insecure. His personality is so annoying. That's why people don't like him. Because he's so insecure that he's got to make people and remind people how he's the best. And he's not the best. I had a little Twitter Probably a semi, more than a little, but a Twitter fight with the Eagles wide receiver, Torrey Smith, who said on WIP, uh, I guess it was Friday. I don't even know what day. The days run together. Uh, No, it was Thursday. It was Thursday that LeBron James is the best of all time, which is ridiculous. You know, and I've said that before. You know, guys that haven't seen these players can't comment. He hasn't really seen Michael Jordan. He hasn't really seen Larry Bird. He really hasn't seen Magic Johnson. So how can you comment on that? And I'm tired of hearing the the stale argument. The stale argument, oh, it's a different era. 
and the you know the game's changed. Well, great players can adapt to any game. Larry Bird could adapt to any game. Magic Johnson could adapt to any game. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I'm sure, could adapt to any game. Uh, Oscar Robertson could adapt to any game. Michael Jordan obviously can adapt to any game. So all that nonsense. So I went back and forth on Twitter with Tory Smith. And I had to leave, so I didn't see him in the locker room afterwards to debate the issue. I told him to get ready for, at training camp because we will have an issue. And he better study up because he's got no clue about those other players. But everybody gets caught up in the moment. And Golden State's not even one of the top five teams all time. That's another thing that's a joke. Uh, so I had my uh, little back and forth with uh, Tory Smith as well. All right, let me give you the numbers. 888-729-9494, 888-729-9494. On your cell phone, your wireless device, whatever you want to call it, on that AT&T service that I'm sure many, many, many people uh, use, as I've been doing for over 30 years, it's pound 9494. And on Verizon, it's pound 9494. By the way, we're at the Fresh Grocer in Wincote, Pennsylvania, where people, as we have seen this week, and I'll mention that, we have seen this week, are shopping out of the city uh, because the, the, the soda tax is just a disgrace and ridiculous and people are just shopping elsewhere. Uh, but I'm, I'll tell you what's happened this week as far as that. But we're at the Fresh Grocer in Wincote, the Cedarbrook Plaza, 1000 Eastern Road in Wincote, Pennsylvania. Uh, people already out here shopping this morning. Um uh, Shopping for everything, not just, and it's not soda. We get caught up in the soda tax. It's a beverage tax. It's an everything tax is what it is. 94, WIP. I'm Howard Eskin. WIP Sports Time is now 818. Nothing happens in terms of a trade. Who would be the pick for you? I would, uh, and I haven't seen the Aaron Fox, but I, I think he's better for this team than, than any of the other players. I would take the Aaron Fox, and if Lonzo Ball's there, if there is no trade and the Celtics take Foles, it would not surprise me if the Lakers or Darren Fox goes at number two. And if that happens, that could screw up things for the Sixers. I mean, they might take Josh Jackson, who they worked out yesterday in Sacramento. But whatever the case, whatever happens, uh, it's... Uh, Whatever happens, the Sixers have to hope for a lot of other things to happen before people get all chunked up and all pr- proud at, uh, of of what's transpired here because Joel Embiid has to play more than 50 games. Ben Simmons, we have not seen play a second, a second of NBA basketball. So I know he's got skills and I know how how athletic he is, and I get it all that, and he's a big guy that can handle the ball, and I, I understand all that. But he cannot shoot, and that's got to change. That's got to change, But so we don't know. But 
none of this works. Joel Embiid, if he's healthy and can play 70 games, I think he's going to play 70 games. 65 games a year doesn't work for me, and 30 minutes a game doesn't work for me either because he's going to have to play more minutes if the Sixers ever get into big games. But the, the scenario at number three could be really interesting if no trade happens. Could be really interesting. And I don't know what people would do. I just told you what I would do. Uh, at three, if nothing happens, if in terms of a trade, if nothing happens, and I don't know where, uh, I, there's at three, there's probably two or three players that you could take that you would like. So uh, we'll talk about that. I, I'll get a better idea with the Aaron Fox, but I don't know that the workout's going to change the way I think. Uh, with the Aaron Fox, but that'll be uh, be something to look at today and keep an eye. But I don't think any trade's going to happen in the next in the next few days <clears throat> because I think Boston's going to let it play out. Because I don't know that there's other team the way this thing has to work. Uh, I don't think it would go away if the Celtics waited. And Danny Ainge is very very smart. Uh, I think he's one of the smartest guys, not one, not the smartest, but one of the smartest NBA guys in the league for sure. And he did it before, and I think he can do it again. Uh, I do. I just can't ignore the Phillies, even though I think people more and more are starting to ignore the Phillies. Last night they announced 18,000 people. There was probably no more than 12,000 people in the ballpark. Which is okay. I mean, I don't know if the tickets were out there. I don't know what the deal was with people. But there there probably wasn't more than 12,000 people in the ballpark. I can't even imagine there'll be that many in the ballpark tonight. Arizona's not a team. And Arizona's a good team. But it's not a team that people come to see. But the the difference, and I know the Phillies still, and there's bringing up guys isn't going to really change the dynamics. There'll be guys, there'll be players that come up. At worst, by the end of the trade deadline, to see if the Phillies can trade anybody. But to look at Arizona's lineup uh, last night, when you look at the top of the lineup, they had six hits in the first three players, which the Phillies obviously aren't going to get that out of their lineup. And they're hitting their players 273, 321, 321, 281, 294, 296. Those are the first six batters in the lineup. Now, the Phillies... Herrera, 248, uh, got it up there. One hit was clearly solid. The other one was, uh, it was a hit, but the pitcher just didn't pick up the ball. Uh, hitting 248, Howie Kendrick, 317. Uh, Aaron Altair has really dropped, and he didn't get any hits last night. 276, Tommy Joseph, 264, and Mikel Franco is hitting 225. And Mikel Franco is just to watch him with an at-bat. And he got one hit that drove in two runs last night. They have broken clocks right twice a day. Uh, he just swings out his rear end, out his ass, every time he's at the plate. He swings so hard. He just swings for home runs. And he's eligible for arbitration at the end of the year. And home runs are what make you money. 
and he doesn't have enough home runs to make him make himself enough money, then this is the first year he's eligible for arbitration. I don't like their lineup at all, and I don't really care. To bring up a player now doesn't mean anything to me. And the, the pitching, uh, and I've said this about Aaron Nola, I mean, pitched okay. Gave up uh, two run or gave up, what, five In the end, he gave up five runs in six innings. Gave up nine hits. He walked two. Uh, that's not going to work. His ERA is still high. He's okay. He's a he's a fourth starter in a ro- in a good rotation, maybe a four starter. But the the rest of uh, and we'll see if Pavetta can can back up what he did the other night in the next game. Ikoff has not pitched so far the way, and he's pitching today the way they thought. But this team, and it's it's too bad because we're going to need. After the NBA draft, and that's another week, we're going to need something, something, because the Eagles are done now until the end of July. No camp until the end of July. So we're going to need something, and I don't know what we're going to get. And I, I, I do, I'd like to make a point when people read all these things, from the social media, the tweets, the blogs, and all this, Carson Wentz had a good day. Carson Wentz didn't have a good day. you got to understand, there's no pass rush. You're not allowed to touch the quarterback. The defensive backs are covering. I, I get it, but with no pass rush, the quarterback doesn't have to fear that and doesn't have to worry about that. I don't know that I saw Carson Wentz have a bad day, but... You know, one day it was reported, oh, yeah, he, he, you know, he didn't have a good day. And then Doug Peterson said that next day he was 11 out of 12 in the, in the plays that they really count. And a lot of times he threw in the double coverage, which he wouldn't do in a game because he just wanted to make the throw. You, 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 there's no risk in a, in a, in a, in a camp, in a tra- not even a real training camp, just the, the camp before the training camp really gets started. I... The only, the time you'll be able to get a better read, okay, in training camp, because there'll be days they put pads on, and before they play Miami here, they play the Dolphins here in a preseason game, the Dolphins are going to come in to work out with them twice during that week. So you'll get the other team playing hard, the Eagles playing hard. I still don't think you're going to be allowed to touch the quarterback, so there's still that, that part of it. When you see all this stuff, oh, Carson Wentz had a good day, or Carson Wentz didn't have a good day. I mean, this is just, it's, you can't tell. You know, these these writers, tweeters, or media people, I'll just call them media people, I don't know what's your, a good day or a bad day. It's just, it's so overstated. And then this guy played on the first team. Uh, took reps on the first team, and this player didn't. They rotate guys, and they try everything. It's so over, over, overly reported at those kind of training camps, and that's really kind of the way you got to look at it. Pat, you're on WIP. Hey, good morning, Howard. I apologize. Thanks for taking my call. I apologize no if there's any back, background noise. I'm currently driving to the shop right in Upper Darby to beat the soda tax there. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just there's our people, and you live in Philadelphia, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just, 
You know that 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 that, that mayor that's just uh, he might be one of the I, worst mayors I, in the history of Philadelphia, but he's so stubborn, he's so obnoxious, he's so he's such a bully that he he does this, and then they put this spin on it. Oh yeah, well you know it's just. Uh, uh, the numbers will change, and he's hired people to try to uh, to make sure that the uh, that the soda tax is being charged at different places. It's just it's totally ridiculous. It has failed, and I'm going to mention there's a story on Philly.com uh, that really kind of puts it in its place. It's a failure. He's a failure. Uh, that's a failure. But uh, good good well, for you because people. I hate to see that the, you know the, the business owners uh, in Philadelphia suffer from this but it's the way it is and there's going to have to be something done you just can't uh you can't go on from this but i'll mention something about this in a little while but that's not what you called about i'm sure yeah yeah no no sorry but thanks for your points on that i wanted to ask you about some of the phillies prospects and what do you think this dope matt clintax's plan is and bringing them up the other day i was listening to joe Gilio, and he made the point that it has something to do with the 40-man roster and then it may be similar to what you were just saying a few minutes ago about the increase in the trade value for some of these guys out there. Well, he, 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 well here's a Scott Kingery. Everybody wants to come up. And uh, Pat Cl- or Pat Cl- Matt, Plen- uh, Matt Clentak talked about it. And I asked him if the 40-man roster has something to do with Kingery not coming up. And he said uh, not, that's not everything. Uh, it might be indicated. It might be a small part of it, but not the major part of it. But okay. you don't have to. You don't have to bring them up. You could actually not put them on the forty-man roster again next year, because if you get somebody in the off season, so I would be surprised if Scott Kingery comes up this season. You want to let uh, Cesar Hernandez play, and in right. the off season, if you could trade Cesar Hernandez, if you really believe in Scott Kingery, and I think. Uh, everybody does. That's one move. Okay, Hoskins is a first baseman. Now, I don't think they're going to trade Tommy Joseph by the trade deadline because you're not going to get enough offered for him. But if you do, if you do, I would trade Tommy Joseph because Hoskins looks like he has a really good chance to be a major leaguer. But outside of that, there's nobody. And uh, if if uh, Michael Saunders is here... After the trade deadline, uh, and then I would be totally, 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 totally shocked. But you're just waiting, hoping he gets hot, and hoping you can get something for him. The, the players that I think have the best chance of being traded are Howie Kendrick, because he could be on a bench somewhere because he can hit. And he's, you yeah, know, he's, he's versatile. He, yeah, he's a, and yeah, he is a good veteran presence, and he's a versatile player. Doesn't play any position great, but he can play them all well enough to get you by. So, but right. he can. So he's got some value, and uh, I would say Pat Neshek. Uh, I would be yeah. surprised if because there's so much need for bullpen people that yep. he doesn't get traded. So that doesn't open it up for the other players in the minor leagues. But I would not bring Cousins up. Uh, he strikes out a ton. I would bring Hoskins up eventually. Uh, Kingery, you know why he may not come up? Nick Williams. Yes, at some point. And Alfaro is just not a good defensive catcher. And they're going to need a catcher somewhere along the way because uh, because Rupp and Knapp are not their catchers of the future. And they know that. Uh, they're really not terrific defensive catchers. The best guy um, um, 
uh, what's the player's name? Logan, I forget his last name, is a catcher down. Really, really good defensive catcher, but he right. can't hit. So, But there will be guys come up at worst for the last two months of the season, at worst. All right. right. And another thing was, I think you had a report out this week about uh, you were speaking with Matt Clintack, and I think he's also worried about their development. Is well, what he said, uh, well, no, he's, he's worried if uh, if they come up and then they fail, how tough it is for them to go back down. Uh, I, I don't really, I don't really buy that uh, because yeah, that's part that's I. part of it. Guys go up and down, uh, so I don't really buy that. But to get a taste of uh, uh, the major leagues. Uh, obviously, is good for uh, is good for some people. All right. Oh, hey, thanks absolutely. for the call. Uh, yeah, thanks. Hey, enjoy your your ride out to to save money and do all your shopping outside the city uh, to save yeah. money on that soda. The, the, it's not a soda tax; it's a beverage tax because there's yeah, three to four thousand products uh, that are. I just got a text from one of my uh, one of my friends, a very smart guy, and. His his line is Kenny is a joke. <laughs> he is. All right. Oh, I see Levi's waiting for me. Boy, I can't wait for this because he's got a. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Joe Gillio just texted me. Logan Moore was the catcher's name. Really good defensive catcher, but he can't hit. So, but so he's not really their catcher of the future unless he can start developing the hit. But Alfaro is not a good defensive catcher. All right, uh, Levi. I can't wait. Uh, I mean, just you know that that's my palms are getting sweaty just waiting for him. I'm sure that dope Arthur will call too. Ninety four WIP eight 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 seven two nine nine four nine four on your wireless device. The AT and T service that I'm using for years, thirty years. Uh, pound nine four nine four and on Verizon, same thing. Pound nine four nine four. We're at the Fresh Grocer in Wincote. Uh, Pennsylvania, right outside the city where people are shopping. WIP Sports Time is now 840. 94. WIP. to play a lot of stones. Yeah. Likes to play a lot of stones. Flyers made a trade last night. And people are saying, what? What? If I tell you that, I'll tell you the name in a second. Um, it's not going to change the balance of power. I can tell you that. <laughs> I can tell you that. Uh, Ron Hextall spoke yesterday about the draft. Um, I think he started to indicate that whoever it is they draft, uh, because they know it's going to be one or two players, whoever it is they draft is probably not likely to play in the NHL next season. He does have patience. I'll give him that. I don't know if it's always good, but patience is a virtue. Uh, and the guy you got to have patience with would be this, this caller who thinks he's like the star of all stars, the person that just everybody waits for, and that would be Levi. Levi, how are you today? Good morning, Howard. How are you doing? I've just, uh, never, never had a bad day in my life. I called you this morning because I'm not here to dispute you on anything. Yeah, I just really? wanted to ask you a couple questions really? because, wow. you know, I, I'm really sitting back taking notes now. 
You know, because it's, it's about time for the rubber to meet the road, for the Philadelphia Eagles, and for the Philadelphia 76ers. So rubber meeting the road. I'd never heard yeah, that before. Good yeah, job. You're with right. You. Well, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know, the Philadelphia Eagles, it's about time for them to show what they got. And I'm going to sit back and watch. I said 10 games. I'm not going to change that. Anything past 10 is gravy on the mashed potatoes. As far as the Philadelphia 76ers go. So you're still, you're still sticking with 10 games for the Eagles then, right? Oh, absolutely. 10 games. I don't see why they can't win 10 games. They should have won 10 last year. Okay, well, okay? that should have, but that's your prediction. That's your prediction. My prediction right now is 10 games. Okay, yeah. good. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers, and listen, I don't, I, you know, I don't have no picks about who they should take. You know, neither one of the guys, I feel like they should take the guy that best fits them, that's going to get the ball to a B, that's going to get the ball, and, you know, that, 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 that can shoot the ball. Because they got to win some games. They got to make the playoffs this year. This team can't go around winning 25 games again. I'm sorry. You know, and, and well, they won 28, and they're quick to point out they had the biggest increase of wins from one season to another than any team in the NBA. Well, when you go from 10, from uh, 10, to, you 10 to 28, it's like going from zero to one. What does that well, mean? Listen, I know the Colangelo is your buddy. You have a good relationship. But it's yeah, well, yeah, but I think, he, I think he's a basketball guy, and that's what they need. Well, uh, listen. If he is a basketball guy, Howard, then it's time for him to put together a team that's going to do something on the floor. I'm tired yeah, of well, it. He's got, to, he's got to restructure this whole team. Now, they've already gotten rid of Nerlens Noel, uh, uh, Michael Carter-Williams. Michael Carter-Williams was before Colangelo got here. He's trying like heck to get rid of uh, uh, Okafor, and he's such a stiff. It's hard for somebody to give you anything in value. I don't care if he was a third pick in the draft or not. He's pretty much, his team was never put together the right way. So well, yeah, he's no, pretty I, much got to re- well, no, I'm not making okay? excuses. No yeah, but, he says, but he's got to oh, rebuild really? the whole team. Then is, he has some, 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 some pieces. He's got Embiid if he plays more than 50 games. He's got to play more than 50 games. And he's got Ben Simmons. And there's a lot of first picks in the draft that, that weren't what people expected. That's going to be, it's, it's not a slam dunk. Listen, I, I, I'm, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that he needs another three years to get this team together. This team, you got talent. You, you've been out there moving guys around. Okay, yeah. who are the talent? Who, uh, give me the talent. Give me the talent. Listen, the talent? listen, you got Embiid, right? Yep. Be Again, he's got to play. Now. He's got to play uh, 70 games this year. He's going to play 60 games. None of them play 80 That's not games. Enough. None of them. None of yeah, them. But, but 60's not enough either. And you need him at the end of the year if you're in the playoffs. Well, yeah. you got to make the playoffs too this year. you got to make the playoffs. Okay. And some of these teams, the Sixers got to get passed, okay? They okay, so if they got to make the playoffs, how many games do you think they're going to win? You don't even know what the two the team is yet. Listen, I don't care. I am. Okay, I don't care. I want this team to make the playoffs. I'm tired of all these excuses. Well, how many games do you think it's going to take to make the playoffs? They got to go from 28, probably to 40. So they got to go they, another 12 games. They, they, no, they're going to have to do better than that. They have to do better than that. They're going to need about 55 games. 55 games. 
Do you in your right mind, and you don't have a right mind, think that the 76ers can win 55 games? Are you on drugs? You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to. Because, like I said, you know, you talk about Jim Kenny and the Sugar Tag. I'm talking about these owners policing the fans in Philadelphia. They've been policing them for years. And, and who, flee, who, who fleeces it? The, the only yeah, one. Jeffrey the fans. It's uh, the fans. It's the fans. Come on, man. They didn't raise prices for three years. It's only eight, uh, eight plus two preseason games. Not fleecing any fans. It, oh, it, it's an affordable. The football. No, hold, hold, hold. The football. Wait a minute. The basketball tickets are more, uh, uh, more than the football tickets, and the basketball team plays forty-one home games. So, I mean, that's fleecing the fans. They've raised some tickets over two hundred percent. Two hundred percent. They've raised the tickets every. So, so that. So the the seventy sixers have done. But don't get me. The Phillies are fine. The Eagles are fine, and the Flyers. It's a high ticket price, but they don't go crazy in raising the ticket prices where the Sixers do. The Flyers. I don't know if they will ever win again. Okay. Well, they'll. I won't go ever. I won't go ever. I won't go. Hey, hey, listen, you're you're out of your lane there with hockey. Come on, man. You're out of your lane with hockey. Listen, I I don't profess to be a hockey uh, aficionado. No. Okay. I just say this here. I've been a Flyers fan all my life because I grew up in South Philly. But they haven't showed me nothing. You know, all all these other teams seem to get these great skaters. Okay, Levi, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you. Uh, here, here's my my final question. All right, and we're going to go with each team. When do the Phillies just make it, make it to a to a World Series? Well, you know, I give the Phillies because they're a young team. I give them about four years. Okay, four years. All right, yep. now the Eagles make it to the Super Bowl. As far as I'm concerned, the Eagles should be looking to make it to the Super Bowl. That should be. Right when now. will they? When will they? So right uh, now, so you're saying next year. Come on, it's not this season. Uh, it's not this one. Next year for sure. Okay, next so we'll season. say. Okay, we'll say next season. All right. Uh, so we got the Phillies. We got the Eagles. Uh, what about the Seventy Sixers? Seventy Sixers. I give them maybe three years. In three years, they should be contending for something. No, no, I'm talking about making it to the finals. I can't say how with them. I don't. I, I really don't know. Well, wait, wait, but you, you're an expert. You're supposed to be an expert. Listen, listen. Ask Peter King. You seem to get all your information from him anyway. Ask okay. Oh, uh, okay. So, you, okay. so you bailed out on the Sixers. I'm not even going to ask yeah, you the I'm Flyers. I'm not asking you the Flyers. Hey, Levi, you have a great weekend. Are you a father, Every Levi? Father's oh, Every thanks. Father's I was, was going to okay. wish it to you if you were a father. I wish it to yeah. you anyway. All right, see you later. 94WIP, 888-729-9494 on your wireless phone, your cell phone, whatever you want to call it. It's pound 9494 on that AT&T service that, that I've been happy with for a long time and pound 9494 on Verizon. We're at the Fresh Grocer, 1000 Easton Road in Wincote, Pennsylvania. Uh, uh, Another fine supermarket that we're at this morning where people are doing their shopping, walking right across the street out of Philadelphia to save money uh, on the beverage tax. 94 WIP. The time now is 8.56. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 